What is up? What it is? What is good, gamers? This is Shonoff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. Hello, hello. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 196 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just always happy to be here talking to you fine gentlemen uh, about this hobby, this lifestyle, this love we call gaming. So, uh, <laughs> So thank you all for joining us. As always. In, indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Uh, just relaxing on the Sunday. It's actually watching football for a change. It's like I never, I'm not a football fan, but... Uh, like a friend that works into the 49ers. So I just uh, happened to catch a few uh, uh, few uh, plays of the game, if need be. So 49ers are getting their asses pounded. Mm. Oh. So uh, who are they playing, Kansas City? Or? Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Oh, okay. All right. So is this going to determine the other contestant in the in the Super Bowl? Yeah, one of the one of the teams. Yeah, the NFC okay. champion. The NFC champion. Okay. All right. All right. That's pretty well, much done deal. Done well, I know deal. my I know my nephew is uh, clued in. I got a nephew who is a huge Eagles fan. So. Oh, he must be overjoyed right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> overjoyed. So, I'd like to also mention too. Um, you know, even though I like to give him a lot of guff on this show a little bit, like jokingly, but uh, Chris, a.k.a. Lefty Brown, is in the hospital, but uh, he came out okay. He had emergency surgery. He has all of his uh, toes. Uh, I guess he had an issue with his foot. So, mm-hmm. But um, he's on the, on the recoup right now, so that's one of the reasons why we haven't recorded a GH radio in a, in a while. So, Okay, well... Thank God for that. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. yeah. God, Godspeed for recovery, my friend. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, uh, as usual, our first topic on every docket that we do every week is going to be the playlist. All right, Dez, why don't you kick things off uh, this week? What you been playing? All righty. So, um couple games um and i think i wanted to when i was thinking about the playlist i started thinking about the amount of games that i roll credits on and it seems like a lot of the time uh i like playing a lot of multiplayer games and it's a lot of uh games i play with joe with you with other people in our uh community and i really wanted to spend 2023 trying really hard to uh to roll more credits. So in keeping in that spirit, uh, I purchased Forspoken and I, I'm going to beat it. I have enjoyed the game. I thought it was uh, given really harsh criticism that was un, unjust. I think the gameplay is fine. I think the protagonist 
is fine. I mean, I think given her circumstances and, you know, growing up in New York and being an orphan, all this other stuff, she has a she has a bit of an edge to her, a bit of angst. You know, sometimes her angst her angst is a little, you know, can be a little, you know, much in my opinion. Um, but I I understand her character. And I think the the um was it the the demo that came out about it was just that a demo to showcase the the weapons and the movement and i think that that demo did a really uh, horrible job presenting the narrative and the story and there's a lot of story here and i think that's what's for me what's really captivating is is the story uh that frey is going through and and I think the I think the graphics are fine. Um, this is the first game from from the 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 form studio Luminous uh, Studios, who were former um, Final Fantasy. You know, they made Final Fantasy 15 uh, game uh, creators. So that's that that studio. So you know, I, I think that they uh, struck a really good chord and produced a really good game um uh, is some of the combat a bit esoteric yes can the back can the combat get a little samey at the at the beginning yes um and i think that's just because you spend a lot of time at the beginning working out phrase magic Frey has her own set of you know earth type magic uh geomancery if you if you will type magic and you'll get more magic as you defeat the tantas which are the evil uh evil women of this uh, of this realm athea uh, and so the the story is can be kind of a slow burn as you're running around doing stuff and there's a lot of side quests you can do and you really kind of get inter like th there's a reason why there's not a lot of uh people uh when you're running around because there's this evil you know miasma that's killing everybody and the only safe place is this one city simple that they're all in so that's why you don't see a lot of people so there's a reason narratively why the game looks like it looks and what happens to the people so so in my aspect i think it's really fun is it challenging i think it is um i'm playing it on hard i was kind of duped into it because that gave you three three uh three cho choices you can and and the way they said it was not easy medium and hard it basically was like you know do you want to just watch the story unfold do you do you want you know does you want to breeze do you want to watch the story unfold or are you used to playing action games and i said well i'm used to playing action games and that happened to be hard so is the game terribly hard no i, I don't think it really is you just have to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings um, when when you're fighting. I think the lock-on is really good. The finishing moves are, are good, and you get um, uh, multipliers and counters for when you when you engage in an enemy. So so you get like stylish combos and par parkour finishes and all this other stuff for our you high score chasers. So I think the game I think the game is good, you know, and it and it and it seems, you know. It takes the stranger in a strange land, you know, and and kind of doesn't really like kind of put it on its ear, but it does change it up uh, just enough to, to to make me kind of want to, you know, sit up and, and take notice. And, and I think the game is gorgeous. I, I really I really am, am enjoying, you know, what it looks like. And it's great because, you know, every morning when you start out, 
you know, Frey, you know, looks nice. I mean, her, her skin is, you know, she doesn't have any dirt on her face, but as you progress in the story, she gets dirtier. So it's like, you can see the wear and tear happening in, in around her and stuff. So I don't know. I think it's fun. Um, uh, I can't wait to play it and finish it, but that is, that is the game that I have decided to roll credits on. And I, and I'm going to roll credits on, on that game. Um, having said that, I still will be playing the other uh, community games or multiplayer games that I have uh, been playing with Joe and, and the rest of the community. So those games are Monster uh, Monster Hunter uh, Rise for the PS5. Uh, that game is fantastic. Um, John BT said if you'd have told him, you know, like 20 years ago that he would you know, play through a game on one system and then buy it again and do it over again. He would have said, you're, you're nuts, but here we are. <laughs> but, but I do believe that, you know, Monster Hunter Rise on PS5, this is where it should have come out on in the first place. There was, I don't know if it was an exclusive, it must've been an exclusive to, to the Switch or something, but, but from now on, please put all your Monster Hunter games on PS5. It is just, it looks so much better. It plays so much better. It just feels so much better playing on that like like i i actively want to play the game and i actively want to you know fight and and play that game for whatever reason i just i just could not get into it as much as i as i've done in prior monster hunter titles so i just had to be like i gotta i gotta do that uh, another game uh that i'm gonna be continuing playing is uh uh pso2 new genesis uh with joe and surging and, and whoever else wants to play um we're in the new the new area which is the the um the sandy area or the the desert area and and i've been enjoying Retem. it I, yeah retem thank you and i need to get back to that but with monster hunter rise you know coming out uh that might replace pso2 i'm not sure i'm running a little cold on it uh but i might continue to play it as well i'm not into the dailies as much as joe is but we'll see and then lastly, I finally got my copy of Minecraft Dungeons, uh, the, the the real copy. I, I purchased the game, the 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 ultimate super duper, the greatest combo, you know, super sized edition. But unfortunately, they sent me the the one below it. They sent me the medium edition, and so I had to so I had to get it. So I had to uh, wait until that came back. But I finally got it, and I'm playing it. Uh, and it's weird because I was thinking about this, and and I'll pose the question out to the community. Um, um so because i got they they it was their mistake and they sent me they sent me the wrong game and then they immediately fixed it and sent me the right game am i obligated to send back the, the wrong game or do i just keep the wrong game they have not contacted me and asked me to send it back by the way but but like what do you think You're like are you obligated to send it back even though it's their no. mistake no no okay well that's just we know we know Joe's thing, you know. <laughs> Joe's always going to say no on that, but but I just want to yeah. think, you know, what what well, what are our listeners' thoughts, you know, about about that? It's you their know? mistake, and they're expecting you to pay for shipping to ship it back to them. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Well, no, 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 but they might not be expecting that. You know, what if they what if they uh, contact them and they and they're like totally like we'll we'll definitely pay for it, but I don't think they're going to do that because it's only like a uh, I think the version they sent me was only like sixteen dollars, so it would cost it, it would cost them you know, about five bucks to get it back. So I don't think they're going to do it again. It's no big deal out of their cat because they, they would have checked in with me and been like, Hey, did you get your game or blah, blah, blah. You know, if it would really matter to them, they would have followed up with me. But I just want to know, like, yeah, from our listeners, you know, do you feel obligated to return something if it's a mistake, you know, or not? 
you know, let, let us know. I, I would love to hear that. The reason why I bring it up is because there was one time when, um, now this is weird. Uh, when I was living in San Francisco, I went to a GameStop in the mission and I got a uh, rec fest and they gave me the super deluxe version for the price of the regular version. And they didn't know they didn't catch it, you know? And of course, savvy, I Joe caught it and he was like, Oh, you got the, they gave you the super souped up version. And I was like, Oh, you know, they, they, they obviously didn't do that on purpose. So, and of course, Joe was like, well, don't take it back. You got it. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to take it back. So so I called them and I said, hey, I think you gave me the wrong one. And they're like, oh, oh, OK. You know, hmm. and I was like, well, would you like me to bring it back? And they were like, oh, if you could, that would be so fantastic. Oh, my God, that'd be so sweet. And I was like, well, OK, great. So, you know, I got my car and drove over there, parked and brought it back in. And they were so ecstatic. And they gave me all this other I guess it was like like they gave me all these like they gave me like a whole bunch of like pops and you know some other free stuff because they were just like you know normally no one would have brought it back thank you so much and i'm like well you know i don't want anyone to get in trouble so so it's just like i'm that kind of guy you know so i don't know it just i think about these things you know but i don't think that I think it's different from going from one part of the city that you're in to another part to return it versus actually getting an envelope, popping it in, getting the mail back, you know, getting the money back. And it seems like there's a lot more steps to this. The other one was literally dropping in my car and driving over there. So, but, yeah. um, but I just want to know your thoughts, uh, listeners thoughts. I think, I think that'd be interesting to talk about. Um, so there's that- like a YouTuber I follow, and uh, they just recently ordered a game uh, from NIS America, and they got the PS4 version when they ordered the Switch version. Mm-hmm. And um, they took a long time to reply to this streamer, and then they wound up uh, like refunding them, but didn't communicate what they wanted. And uh, they basically sent her an email like a week later asking for her to return the item. <laughs> on there with the, out asking her to do so you know and refunding her ahead of time so and she's kind of bummed because this particular game um is out of print and so oh that's probably why they wanted it back <laughs> well it's the reason why they can uh, send out the switch version oh because it's out of stock and, too huh yeah i ordered the same game from nis america like about mm, about maybe like two and a half weeks ago and i have no shipping notice i sent them an email a couple days ago and they said well you should you should get it a shipping notice in the next couple days i haven't gotten crap from them so Mm. they're horrible never order Uh, from them so i've never ordered for nis america you know i've never ordered from them directly so yeah well there you go but but that's what i've been playing so i think that's a great segue into what joe's been playing because we've been playing a lot of the same thing yeah, pretty much um, just uh, doing a little bit of PSO2 New Genesis, uh, not as much as I had in the weeks previous. Um, I'm enjoying Ratem. I think I was online with you, Des, last night, just going like, oh, my God, oh, this boss here. It's like, you know, basically I've reached a new level cap, and so I am underpowered in certain areas and doing my dailies and, uh, you know, going off and uh, doing some runs and whatnot so like most of the major monsters in Ratem are like level 30s i'm like level 27 and so it's a slog especially trying to fight some uh, a month a uh, like kind of guardian in a particular area solo i'm way underpowered then 
Yeah. And uh, most of like the uh, dailies where I have to go kill like 50 enemies. Uh, usually I'm in like um, Rizzle Forest, like I think um, level three, and that's like a level 35 cap. So, and I'm, you know, basically switching weapons. I'm like, you know, encountering some weapons are like not even doing any damage because they're uh, underpowered themselves, even though my level, my character is okay. I have to only switch over to certain weapons. The thing about PSO, if you're not familiar, if you haven't played the game, is that you have a, like a uh, action bar where you could, you know, basically equip up the six weapons. And so you're able to, on the fly, be able to go back and forth and, and uh, change weapons if need be on there. So sometimes I'll, you know, with particular character classes I have, I got a hunter, um, God, I forgot the name of the sub class I have, but um, I have the bow basically on there the and, br- isn't it a braver braver there you go braver yeah. yeah so so hunter braver so you know so i'll switch back and forth between my you know my sword and my bow basically going back and forth depending if i want to do you know mid-range versus uh you know up close and personal melee kind of thing so and uh uh you know i i still enjoy the game quite a bit um you know if i wasn't playing the other game that that desmond mentioned monster and rise um i would definitely be in it it's kind of crazy that we're back into rise pretty much and playing almost on a daily basis on here so much better on the dual sense so much better on the ps5 I, i can't even compare it's just like it's like night and day i just you know i wish i was resisting the siren call to go over the pc and steam on there and i'm so glad i kind of waited until it hit consoles on there so and just uh learning the lance i'm digging it i've gotten a lot better with blocking um some of it's just like kind of controller malaise where i'm basically because in pso2 i block with the r1 button monster hunter you block with the r2 and then there's a haptic feedback on the triggers so i don't want to necessarily switch it to r1 on there so so who knows? Maybe I'll decide to switch block on PSO to R2 so my muscle memory doesn't get crossed up. So, Yeah, because uh, you're going to end up running into stuff and hurting yourself. Yeah, God forbid I do that. But uh, <laughs> but enjoying playing with the, you know, John BT, with you, Des, uh, Kev, you know, so we more than merry. game's only 40 bucks, you know, and there's a ton of content there in the main game on there we're looking forward to kind of eking and getting past where i was on the switch version and playing some break kind of sad that i pay paid full paid for some break and redeemed the code and it's on my switch and i'm never going to touch that version of the game again so so but uh see la vie on that business so and then last but not least, uh, we did play some Minecraft Dungeons uh, on the day that the uh, PSO servers were down <laughs> on there. So got a little uh, that in. We played, I think, uh, we played one dungeon, but it's just good to get back to it on there. We we're trying to figure out because the game is cross-play, but it's kind of esoteric as far as how to invite people from other platforms on there. We're um, trying to invite our friend Christian in who had the Switch version. And, you know, it's, it was a lot of fumbling and bumbling. Uh, if you're going to make crossplay enabled, you got to make it simpler, you know, in my opinion, especially for a game that's meant for uh, kids. You know, maybe kid, maybe if I call a couple kids in, they could probably figure it out faster than probably. I could. Probably. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong, old man? And you're like, shut it. Yep. 
So, but, uh, you know, that game is a good time. And, you know, I hit the discount because when it came out and I had access to it on Games Pass, I was just like, okay, this is just a kitty dungeon game, blah, blah, blah. But I'm so grateful that I saw it on the cheap, uh, checked it out, got to play Couch Co-op with Dez when he came over um, a couple weeks ago. And um, I, I think it's really justified, like we mentioned last episode. Comparing it to other games in the genre, I mean, I think it's just as good as, you know, even though it's not as feature complete, maybe something like Grim Dawn or uh, it's like uh, Torchlight 2 on there. Obviously, the gameplay for those type of games are going to have a lot more components with, you know, a lot of gear and gear checking and picking up loot. But uh, but so does that game, though. That's the thing about it. It's It's... It's just as grindy and loot based as the other ones. We just haven't progressed far enough to see that. Oh yeah, you can you can switch enchantments, create enchantments, add enchantments. You know, you can search mythic mythic armors and stuff. Oh no, that game that game you know can get just as you know into the weeds as as the other ones. Just because it has a veneer of Minecraft, really really. Um, I mean, I don't know that people can say that could have helped it or it couldn't have. Like, I, I think it probably helped it because people were like, you know, they needed an action version of Minecraft. And that's kind of what we got. And I think that this version is pretty good. Is it enough? Do you think you're going to like maybe invest? I think the season passes like I, said. I already got the season. Pass. Oh, you did? You bought the season pass? OK, yeah, it's three ninety nine. Yeah, now you're mine. Three ninety nine. I'm, I'm, am I? And I am out of my mind. Yes. I will say that 100%. I is 3.99 and I am out of my mind. Um, and then as far as anything else I played this week, uh, just pretty much uh, that's been it. I'm kind of looking forward to uh, firing up the Steam Deck. I'm going up to visit Desmond next weekend for his birthday, so good times. I'll finally fire that up. Um, and I uh, finally turned on my Xbox, and I had to like you know basically go and look at my hard drive <sighs> and delete most of <sighs> the games I had. Um, I was under the impression that I would still keep the keep my games with gold titles, but no, I don't have access to those. He items. did it. He did so. it. He did it, folks. He actually did it. He got rid of it. He did it. He actually got rid of his. He got rid of his his Xbox with with games with with uh, his Game Pass. I didn't get no, rid of it. it. Just expired. So yeah, with no with, with no. You know, qualms about family or anything. He just is just like, nope, it's done. I'm doing you a solid, man. I'm, doing I'm, me I'm, a solid. Yeah, doing me a solid. I'm, I'm, cl- I'm clearing your backlog there, Don't sir. you dare put that on me. Hey, hey my fault, uh-huh. your Xbox, your Xbox Series S. It should be Xbox Series D for dust. So. <laughs> wow. So, so, so hateful. Just so hateful. I mean, if you turned it on once in a while, you know, maybe I would think about, you know, you know, getting little Des, little Desi his uh, games pass <laughs> and won't cry about and have nothing. a conniption fit there. So. You ain't thinking about nothing. Sitting over here lying to the to to, to the people. I will re- I will resubscribe the games pass and we'll talk about that in news a little bit, you know. So mm-hmm. so it's it's not a point of of if it's just the point of when and just it's the when that's important, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, Starfield comes out. Yeah. No, no, not actually for Starfield, but we'll we'll get in the weeds in that, you know. Right right now, uh, I hate to say Game Pass is looking like okay. 
uh, like I go down the hometown buffet at like 3.30 in the afternoon and shit's been sitting out for a little bit. Things wow. A little crusty yeah. and rusty on there. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for them to bring out the steak. You know, I'm waiting for dinner to come around. And hometown? Them, like, You're going to be waiting a long time, buddy. <laughs> I You're say, like uh, going to hometown and over here. So. <laughs> What'd you say, Kev? It's like going to hometown buffet and expecting the wind buffet. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) You're going to be you're going to be hoping hoping for a while. If the the soft serve and they got little some desserts, you know, in mind some little tasty Mm -hmm. like you know uh, shorter games, you know, little desserts, you know, maybe some Salisbury steak. Yeah, potatoes. but Salisbury steak is not a meal make, so yeah, uh, butter corn, you know. You can get that in a hungry man frozen dinner. <laughs> it's like <laughs> probably just taste about the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that more in news. So I don't want to crap, you know. Pretty much, I'm I'm ready to jump back into Games Pass, but on my what? On my terms, sir. On my terms. <laughs> That's fine, as long as you bring me along. I might have to rescind that family plan. Who knows? <laughs> Probably would, knowing you bastard. Kick a brother down. Come on. Yeah. He would, too. So evil. Uh, that'll be your birthday present. Here, here, here's a month of Games Pass. Enjoy. Oh, like, thanks. Happy hey. birthday. Right. Yeah, when there's no games he's interested in playing in sight. Here's your month. Exactly. Here you go. <laughs> Enjoy. I mean, I could have got you like 48 hours or something. You know, I could have been mean or something. You know, I got you like some free weekend code. Here, here's your free weekend code. More grounded. Grounded, yeah. Not more grounded. Yay. Yes. Uh, sea of Thieves. Go for it. You know, get all that value. Value. Yay. Thumbs up. All right, Kev, what you been playing? What you been doing this past week? Okay, so... um I haven't played a whole, whole lot, uh, but I have added two games to my my regular my uh, regular playlist, and I've been playing uh, some uh, Dead Space Remake. Oh! Outstanding. Ooh. Outstanding. It, it is all, I'm in the, I'm in the early parts of the game, and I've completely forgotten the, the ridiculousness that was Callisto Protocol. It, it's, it is it is Callisto is dead to me <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I have uh, the Dead Space remake and I've uh, started that started uh, Engineer Isaac's adventures into uh, madness. Uh, they really um, amped up the graphics in this the environment the. It just, I don't know how they made it look scarier, but they did. I mean, they even changed the way the the necromorphs move. Like, it's crazy because, like, you can be dealing with a group in front of you while you're waiting for a process to take place. Because this is what happened to me when I was playing late last night. And I'm getting, okay, I thought I killed everything. And the the game will give you some visual cues because as you're doing something, if something, uh, if Isaac, something gets Isaac's attention, he will slightly turn his head and something grabbed his attention. And I wasn't 
exactly paying attention to because I was waiting for a process to wrap up. And I turn around and I see this necromorph like literally bounding toward me in and with an animation that looked like it just came straight out of the pit of hell. It, it was just mm-hmm. I, and it it just looked like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I need to kill this thing right quick and in a hurry. And it is just it, it, it's almost like a. I guess it would be like uh, an evil toddler running at running at you. You'd have you have to see it. Uh, I don't know what black magic uh, book or grimoire they they dipped into to get the uh, the the movements of these things down. But my goodness gracious, these things look like like evil incarnate as they move they really even built upon that fantastic game if you like horror uh for modern interpretations modern gaming horror it doesn't get any better than dead space it it really doesn't so played that uh played some monster hunter rise with uh with the crew and with our uh with, with some of our listeners and I played Forspoken as well. I I made it to the first major boss battle, and uh, I I won't say what it is just to prevent spoilers. Uh, Des, I'm sure you're you're probably further along in the game than I am, so you probably mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Um, right on right off the rip, and you can hear this in um when you boot up the game the game is trying to be uh horizon in my opinion a version of horizon it's even in the in the theme song the theme song has that 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 woman's voice that for a minute i thought i had booted up horizon really (laughs) and it's present in the way that the environment is set up. Now, I think Forspoken is a good game. I, th- I think, do I think it's a great game? No. But I, do I think is it, it is a good game? In fact, I would probably say a very good game. Yes. A couple of things have happened that, are not working in this game's favor with regard to reviews. Number one, I don't think a lot of the people that are reviewing this game are even playing it because Agreed. the some of the things that they and I and I don't I don't you know I don't pay attention to reviews. I, I don't care what the uh, game chair mafia or whatever paid shill uh who works over at IGN or games or, or games games not GameStop but game Spot. whatever GameSpot thinks about anything because I I like a lot of you know again I go back to Godhand my favorite game of all time was mm-hmm. was ranked very low by by the professionals the so-called professionals so their opinion can can, can kick rocks but 
what this game has fallen victim to in a big way is the console war. And you can tell that by the user scores. You cannot tell me that Forspoken is averaging 2% on Metacritic or Ultra, whatever, whatever, the, whatever the, yeah, uh, on Metacritic. And I think it was like at 60 something percent for the professional. And it's at like 2% or 3%. The one, one of the times that I was looking at it, you cannot tell me that those are legitimate scores. Getting no. review bombed right now. It's getting review bombed. And a couple of, th- well, one thing in particular, well, two things have happened. And I think a, a portion of it, I don't know how much of it can be attributed to him, but I think a portion of it can, can be laid at the, fi- the feet of David Jaffe. Um, he got on Twitter and started talking about how he was just inches away of pulling the trigger on Forspoken because he wanted to stick it to the well i guess he said he said he did like the demo and he had talked to some people that he trusted and they liked the demo and he wanted to stick it to the people that didn't like uh, a woman of color uh, a woman period and a black person and playstation so he wanted to buy the game just to spite them and that started this um this snowballing effect in in the uh the the anti-wokosphere of video youtube channels that have just spun this game spun the 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 user reviews in my opinion completely out of control because they're all oh, well david jackie's david jaffe's playing this woke game and uh, oh, this game is so woke. Oh, this, you know, because David Jaffe said this. Oh, he's so this and he's so that. He's so the other. And I think that fervor has spilled heavily into the user reviews of this game. And it is being unfairly judged by the user reviews. The professional reviews. I question that too, but you know, it's like okay, I don't really, I don't really care what y'all think, but it's the user reviews in which this, I, in which Forspoken is just completely uh, being decimated, and it's not being treated with any degree of fairness. Now, is this does does Forspoken have the same level of polish? As say uh, Horizon Forbidden West, no, it doesn't. Does Forspoken have the the same level of polish in the writing, in the dialogue of Horizon? And, I, and I'm using Horizon because I think that is the ex- PlayStation exclusive that this game borrowed fairly heavily from. I mean, you can see it in the magic in the magic weapon wheel. You can see, you can hear it in 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 the theme song for the game. 
is it is it as polished overall as her as her and I'm I'm not you don't even have to use Forbidden West as as the first game. No, it's not. But it is nowhere near as terrible as these like as as these these channels and these folks in these little twit tweet tweetosphere video clips are are saying oh there's oh this this writing is just so cringe like the, the one that that's that's being passed around uh like like a like a doobie in a group of pot smokers is the one with um where she first takes on those wolf looking things and she's like did i do that did i do that did I-, I can't tell you how many times i've seen i've heard dialogue like that and mm-hmm. worse in an action video game i i it, it 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 happens so frequently that i can't even i can't even give you a comparison because it's done all the time gears of war has some of the cringiest ridiculous dialogue that 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 you can ever that you that you can hear the nonsense that you hear in devil may cry ridiculous um <laughs> some of the dialogue even in the first horizon is like huh okay you know it's it's throughout video game dumb that you get cringe dialogue now sometimes have i heard cr- dialogue in a game that that is just driving me insane case in point monster hunter rise in english it's that driving me crazy it's horrible <laughs> it's driving me crazy it is literally driving me insane. But sorry, and, little guy. Yeah, you cannot tell me that the writing in Forspoken, the things that she says to that cuff, the conversations that she has with with the the NP. Well, I haven't come across any NPCs yet, but I'll just say with the cuff. Like, oh, did I? I just move stuff with my freaking mind. That is in nowhere near in the same stratosphere of cringe that I have heard in Monster Hunter Rise. And I don't hear nobody making a saying anything about Monster Hunter Rise's English uh, dialogue. No, it, it's not even in the equation, not even in the equation. So I think this game, unfortunately, has... Uh, because you got people that are pissed off that uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII remake is not coming to Xbox, and it, it doesn't look like it's ever going to show up. Final Fantasy uh, sixteen ain't coming to Microsoft uh, uh, console. It doesn't look like it's going to come. They're get they're getting all these games, you know, way after at, after their expiration date because they want they don't want to buy them. They're waiting for them on games, so they're already bitter. And then you add in the 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 gasoline on a and an already lit fire, which is somebody like David Jaffe saying something who just wants to say something so he can light light the Twitterverse on fire. Mm-hmm. And get all and get all the the anti woke YouTube channels all all oh this game is shit this game is shit and because David Jaffe had this 
this this woke nonsense that he said. And it's like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you play the game? Did you even play the demo? No, you didn't. You didn't. You're 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 saying the game is shit because people you, you the people in your echo chamber are saying it shit because they look at David Jaffe as being as being woke. So it, it's it's fodder for your YouTube channels. It's it's fodder for you to get more people to listen to to listen to what you have to say, but you yourselves have not played this game at all you 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 have it and he's oh i'm not gonna play it but you're gonna go ahead and say it shit even though you haven't played it and that filters into the into the user reviews and that's the thing that's one of the things that ticks me off about the came the gaming community in 2023 whereas i'm going to form my opinion on this game based on supposed politics of somebody who's not even related to the production creation marketing of the game in the first place and i'm going to base i'm and i'm going to base my 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 like or dislike of a game on what platform it's on not on whether or not i've actually played it and Stuff like that just really, really, really uh, 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 torques my converter because it's just retarded. It's just retarded thinking and retarded actions. And a game like this for people who are reluctant to because we live in this, oh, $70 – uh, space now may not be as likely to go out and take a risk, even if they played the demo and maybe found some things that they liked. And the demo, comparing the demo to the finest, the finished product, finished product is more polished than the demo, which you would expect. The demo is an older build. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt sales. Of this game overall that you know there's going to be some folks that are just not going to buy it and it's going to make getting a sequel to this game even more difficult and that's unfortunate because what i played i I like and i i just hate to see this type of thing happen uh to a game like for spoken because it doesn't deserve it. it is it is it you know "Quote unquote Sony triple triple quadruple A." Well, it is not Forbidden West. If you're expecting Forbidden West out of this game, you're not going to get it. It's not that. But is it the 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 two percent, three percent? It's a shit game. It's a trash game. It's ugly. Its graphics are bad. The world is barren. Yes, the world is barren. But there's a reason for it being barren. Did did Forbidden West do a barren world better? Yes, they did. But that's Guerrilla Games. That's the Decima engine. That's, uh, you know, a completely different team that tells an open world narrative story in a different way than this group does. 
it, it's a different game. It, it's styled after Horizon, and nobody can tell me that it's not. Yeah. But it is, it is done differently. But in no way, shape, or form is this a 2%, 20%, 30% level game. No. And anybody who's telling you that is straight up lying to your face. Yep. 100% agree, Kev. Couldn't no. have said it any better myself. I had to rant on that. No, and I think I think it's definitely uh I think it's definitely valid. It just it's just horrible that people were like that. But yeah. but I understand completely. So and that's really um uh, all I've been playing. I didn't even play uh Need for Speed this week, which is which is <laughs> Which is surprising to me because uh, that's usually in my repertoire every week. But uh, uh, that's it. So you played the SSD game, though, right? Oh, yeah, I did play the SSD game because I got tired of playing the make space (laughs) on the local storage game. The delete, (laughs) reinstall, delete, reinstall game. Yeah, I got very tired. And it was actually for Spoken that got me to do it. Because I had already deleted some games, and I thought, oh gosh, I've got, pl- I've got plenty. I've got a, uh, I, I think I was, da- I, yeah, I was at like one ninety-eight gigs remaining, or almost a hundred gigs. Or, oh yeah, I've got plenty of room for for spoken. Put that disc in, and it said, <clears throat> you ain't got enough room. <laughs> and I was looking, then I was like, like, excuse me, sir, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I've got Elden Ring, which I haven't played yet, but I don't want to delete it because I am going to play it at some point, and I don't want to wait. And you know, when I'm ready to play Elden Ring, I just want to jump into it and play it, and I want to keep it on the drive. And that's uh, that was what eighty some odd gigs or ninety some odd gigs in and of itself. And surprisingly. You know what game was high in gigs that I was not expecting was King of Fighters, uh, what was it, 15. King of Fighters 15 is like 40 gigs. Wait, what? Why? Yes, I do not know. I Mm. do not know. I do well, this not. is not a chunky boy like Call of Duty or something like that. No, it is not. But I, I, I... It is. I was not expecting that that uh, that type that level of uh, of storage uh, uh, space being taken up by that game at all. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to delete King of Fighters because I am going to get around to playing it. I don't want to do any of that. So let me go. Let me check the prices. So Best Buy, the local Best Buy, had it here. It was on sale. I bought it. Uh, did the install. And the inst- the process in and of itself was fine. I will say this, that getting the shell off of the PS5 was a little bit harder than I anticipated, not because of the process in and of itself, but you've got to get traction like on your thumb or on your 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 fingers because you have to as you lift the tab on one corner, you have to push downward and outward on the other end. And it was just really kind of hard to get that get that going. And I, and I think it probably had more to do with the 
expansion and flexing of plastics in general as as something is as in use and heat hits it and cold hits it and i think that probably had more to do with with that than anything else but once i got the shell off uh the installation was a breeze i would one thing that i have not seen um in any of the videos and i watched a couple of different videos uh, I would recommend folks not watch the official PlayStation video because it makes a very simple process sound way more complicated than it really needs mm. to. And I think they do that because they have to say all this stuff for legal for legal reasons. Uh, I went to Jay's Two Cents, who's a, he was a PC guy that influenced my PC build. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time. He had a video on upgrading the PS5. And uh, his is just really straightforward. But uh, one thing I would recommend people do is get us get a pair of tweezers for the spacer that needs to be moved to match the length of your uh, SSD. Because if you've got you know like meat hook, meat hook fingers on your hand like I do, holding and making sure that that spacer doesn't fall. And there's really no place for it to fall into because there's no open vents or anything uh, in that bay where it could slip into. But it's just a whole lot easier to just grab a pair of tweezers, grab that spacer, and put it in the spot that it needs to be uh, so you can lock down the SSD and just just be done with it. And that's something I haven't seen any of the videos that I've watched regarding the process mentioned. Uh, so get yourself a pair of tweezers, grab so you can grab hold of the spacer after you undo the screw. Put your put your SSD in, uh, put the uh, put the spacer in first, put the SSD in next, screw it down, then grab the the bay cover and lock it down tight and then you just slide the the, the rear cover back on easy breezy lemon squeezy. Cuz you did this too, didn't you, Joe? Twice. Twice. Oh. Yeah. Um, I did one on my um, game room PS4, PS5, and then also my living room PS5. The second time was super easy, but you know, ironically, I watched J2Sense as well and uh, kind of parsed that, and his technique really worked for me. So, mm-hmm. so definitely recommend that video. I think I watched some other videos prior to my first install, and it wasn't really a help. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay's really, he just made it really simple. Yeah, he boiled, boiled it down to basics, basically. So, hmm. Well, when it comes time for me to to do it, I will definitely um, <clears throat> watch something and or have Joe come and do it. <laughs> I'm coming next weekend, sir. Well, you know, all up. I have to do is, you know, you know uh, all it takes is like some, maybe some Game Pass, you know. Hand me down. Game know. Pass. Sam, what are you talking about? <laughs> Over here just being silly, y'all. You hear him? <laughs> being uh, silly. I'll do the kindness at my heart since it's your birthday. Yeah. Oh, or I would do it even you. when it's not your birthday. How about that? You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So with, uh, with that said, that was my gaming week. And we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket. That being Vessel Line. All right, Dez, you got the mic, man. 
All righty. So for this week's vessel line, we got we got we got a pretty good a pretty good vessel line. Uh, Will D post, posted a couple articles that that we wanted to go over uh, because we figured that it would be you know it, it would be good to give our our two cents on it, and we think that our listeners uh, would be interested in that. So uh, Will D posted from PC Gamer, an editor. Uh, bought a 48-inch 4K OLED monitor and posted his experiences with it. The monitor, as mentioned in the article, is an Eros FO48U, which was bought as it has uh, Display Port inputs, uh, FreeSync and G-Sync. Uh, Will responds, "I'd rather have my uh, 65 L, uh, LG OLED." So the question for discussion that we're, we're going to have, and please, um, after you hear this, you know, question, please respond in our. Um, we have a we have a nuts and bolts um, uh, uh, section in our uh, and on our Discord, and that's where we talk about gaming specs, uh, computer specs, and stuff like that. So we'd really love to have you join that discussion. Um, so if we if we sparked your interest or you or, or sparked your interest, or if you have any questions or, or comments that you want to add, please come to our Discord and do that. And as always, at the end, Kev will tell you how to do that. So the question, you know, that that Joe brought up for discussion is uh what is what is your size preference for gaming a large tv in a large room area or a smaller desk slash office type setup so i'm gonna uh push this over to to joe because i figured uh joe since you have both options uh you could talk about what you prefer and why or or if you have no preference because they both serve a purpose for you that'd be great yeah uh, at least for me um lately it's been bigger the better i've been in my living room uh, quite a bit you know back when i first got my 48 inch oled and got this setup in here i was uh, really enjoying the setup because of the fact that i was able to you know obviously have my pc nearby use my pc to drive this thing you know play some steam games off of it and whatnot it's just Lately, it just seems like, especially after uh, buying a another PS5 for the living room, that I've been spending a lot of time in there, on there, and the bigger the better. But you know, as soon as I find a use, a better use for this TV in here, maybe play more games on PC. I think my next big um, purchase beyond PSVR2 next month is going to be maybe finally thinking about upgrading and getting a mid-tier PC. Something that could actually drive this OLED because uh, right now, one of the things that was mentioned in the article is that, you know, basically the thing about the um, LG OLED is that you have to connect your PC with HDMI for it to support FreeSync and G-Sync on that particular monitor on there. On the, it's, a, it's a TV, so it doesn't have display port inputs on there, so and I, it would make more sense for it. Um, primarily pc gamer to be able to buy like uh, something like that monitor because of the fact of it having display port inputs on there and the thing about my pc though is that on my pc right now i don't have a video card strong enough to even support uh g-sync because i have a uh, geforce uh, 1080 right now on there which is, is 1070 excuse me which is good but, you know, I, I need to get something up in the 3 Series so I could get some, uh, you know, free sync, G-Sync action going on for it at least. So, you know, uh, but I I kind of like both. It just depends on the type of game I'm playing, too. Obviously, mouse and keyboard is not going to lend itself well on a bigger TV. So, 
you know, and sometimes I enjoy like playing PSL on Steam because I like having access to the function buttons on top of the keyboard. It makes using my uh, um, bar up on the top as far as pulling potions and whatnot. And if I was playing like an MMO, like, you know, we talked about uh, Blue Protocol coming out, um, you know, towards the end of this year on there. And it just depends on how they got everything laid out. It might be easier to play with a keyboard close by, so... That's my long-winded answer to say it just depends. So, <laughs> uh, for me, I I actually like a um, uh, it's weird. I like it for my eyes to not be completely bugged out. So I like a mid-sized television. Um, I and it's weird because my my eyes are definitely not as good as they could be because <clears throat> I wear glasses and whatnot. So a lot of the super the greatest stuff is wasted on me, you know, but I know a lot of people have said in the past that, that regardless, you're going to feel the difference when you have an OLED and when you have like a 4k TV. So for me, um, it will most likely, um, when I get, hopefully, you know, for my, um, uh, when I get my tax return or I get a nice windfall of cash, I will be able to do just that, get a new TV, get an OLED and just, you know, be able to experience, you know, what you guys are experience, experiencing because I've had this this TV, which is my TLC 4 for for like years. Like I've had it for like 6 years. So probably probably longer than that actually. Uh Yeah, the 4 series is decent. I know the 6 series is better, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I've had this bad boy for for a long time, and that's mainly because um, it's just a, it's just for me it was it was a fantastic TV, and it still is for what it for for what it is. It's like it's it's you know it's high def and all this other stuff, but it's not like one hundred like it's, it's definitely not the best. Like for even for a mid sized TV, it's definitely not the best. So so I I can definitely upgrade. It was like for the longest time. It was funny for the longest time I had a. I had a, a coax TV, just this big ass coax TV with like the big tube TV in the back and everything. And I was playing my games on it. And I'll never forget, I got a, was it a, I think you were there, Joe. No, I, th- I think you helped Paul get it. Uh, helped me, I got a PS4 for it. And I immediately was like, you know what? Y'all got me a PS4. I think it was for Christmas for my birthday. Like y'all got me a PS4. I remember y'all put it in the Easy Bake Oven, and I was pissed off. I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, so I I got it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." And I immediately was like, "All right, time to get a time to get a better television." I ain't trying to watch play this game on this shitty ass TV. <laughs> so yeah, that's so, a shitty TV. It was okay for what. Yeah, it was. yeah, that TV wasn't bad. No, actually, the first one was an LG. It was a it was a nice little LG. Uh, TV, it was not bad, uh, but definitely was not good. So I, I'll never forget that little ass TV that I had for the longest time. It was nice, it was a cute little TV. Fine. But um, but yeah, I had I had to definitely get a new one. Um, yeah, I so remember you I, get the went to fries. I think this is how long ago it was. So. Yeah, yeah, and it got to fries, and I got an open. It was an open <laughs> open box TV because I didn't want to spend any money on it. I would never forget that. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I think it might be time for me to get a new TV. So so I, I'll have to talk to you guys about that. And if you have any good TV suggestions, please uh, put them in the Discord. Let me know your thoughts. Um, 
I would love a, I would love a good OLED, but you know, of course, I'm not one of those people that like it has to be like super du- super the greatest. You know, I just I just want a really good TV. Um, you know, and I know that I I'm always like you know you know keep it keep it simple with the price, but but I know that sometimes you got to spend you got to spend you know to get to get something that's really you know decent. So, but it's the time of year right now to really reap the rewards because the Super Bowl coming up as far as prices are concerned. It just depends on what you're looking for and what price point. So, yeah, are you we'll looking over over grand or are you looking under? I have grand? no idea at this point. We'll have to we'll have to talk about it. But it. but I am of course I am thinking about you know taking it to the taking it to a whole nova level. <laughs> you might like the Hisense. Yeah, uh, the Hisense, the, the big Hisense that, that that we bought recently, um, I've really enjoyed. You know, it's the one we have in the den, and I've really enjoyed it. So, so I was thinking about getting one of those, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, let's 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 just let's just see, let's just see first before we before we do something silly. So, yeah, you got the Hisense. I think you were thinking about Kev. So that's one I recommended to him. So yeah, mm-hmm. but but yeah, Kev, uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts about this? I know you got a you got a pretty big uh, OLED that that you're loving on. So what are your thoughts? So I I went from a 1080p plasma 50 what is this 52 52 inch uh, Panasonic plasma, which and this TV was absolutely fantastic. I have no, I had no complaints, and when the 4K really started hitting, I was like, yeah, but I got 600 hertz on this one, you know, and honestly, I was like, I'm really happy with my Panasonic, and then that's when LG really took the market over with picture quality with their OLEDs, but they didn't get their the burnout issue with gaming settled on their TVs until the C1 came out. They had addressed it in the B series, but I saw I was watching too many reviews where they were saying, well, you kind of have to play the 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 manufacturer lottery game with the panel and you got to test it out, do this, do that, and then within mm-hmm. the time you got to send it back and get another one. And do this, do that, so you don't get one that's that's subject to burn in. It wasn't until the C1 drop uh, with the and and with the gaming mode with the, take being able to deal with 120 uh, uh, FPS and all these other gaming oriented bells and whistles that it really grabbed my attention. But when the C1 came out, that thing was expensive. It, it it wasn't it wasn't cheap just like most OLEDs they're not cheap so for for me i'm used to a larger display i grew up uh having like a i think my tube game based tv was like 24 inches in diameter but it was in a little room with me sitting on the front of my bed, practically glued to the screen, so the, you know, playing ColecoVision or Intellivision games, so the the, the size was actually perfect <laughs> for the distance that I was from. Yeah. Um. So, I uh, I really didn't start enjoying 
big panel displays until I got my my 51 or 52 inch plasma from Panasonic. But now I, I have a 65 inch LG uh, OLED, and I, I'm 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 never going back. I'm not I'm not going back. I I don't think I need I don't I don't see myself ever getting a TV bigger than a 65 inch. Because I think for me it's perfect for the distance that I like to be from my from my television, but yeah yeah I for for the office I'm not I'm not one who is going to be gaming in an office like environment period the office to me is for productivity for working you know generating income that type of thing and. While it would be nice to have like that that neat 48 inch LG, I've actually been thinking about getting one for my wife because she watches her shows in the living room. And I bought her uh, <laughs> as a Christmas gift. I got her a little TCL um, and I would like to get her that 48 uh, LG one uh, probably for for a birthday or something like that. And have and replace that TV in there, but for gaming in a in an office like environment, I I'll I won't be doing that because I like having the re being able to relax in my man cave and just chill and and it doesn't matter you can plug a, a PC to these things it's so whether it's PC or console isn't the issue for me it is just the environment because the office desk. The desktop with the monitor just says productivity. Why aren't you producing? Yeah. You know, my living room says it's time to relax and kick back and and, and enjoy some stuff. So I'm definitely with the larger display in a larger room. Cool. Well, all right, then. So uh, the next question uh, is uh, was it was from PC Gamer. Uh, or the next article was from PC Gamer, and it says um, the Dead Space uh, remake will blur out uh, "quote unquote" disturbing scenes if you want to. And the quote uh, says this specifically: "This is accomplished through a pair of options in Dead Space uh, One that displays a non-intrusive pop-up message describing potentially disturbing content that is about to appear, and another that covers up the visuals of the scene entirely. Uh, you'll still hear any audio, but the blurring effect will hide the visuals until the scene has played out, Barker said. So the question that, that we're posing to, to our listeners and to each other is, uh, what would this be an option for you, especially if graphic horror is something you cannot tolerate? So, Kev, since you're the one that's playing it, uh, what you, right now, you know, what are your thoughts about this? Is, is, is it something, and this is probably something, you know, you're not going to use because you're all about, you know, Star Wars decapitating mod odd, mod edit, so, <laughs> decapitation <laughs> edit. So, so what are your thoughts about this? Okay, I have a, I have a, I have a, uh, a very, this question is going to sound super insensitive. Okay. Super insensitive. If you don't like disturbing scenes, what the hell are you doing playing Dead Space for? Uh, there is that too. I, I'm 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 sorry. This 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 makes absolutely no sense to me. 
like, 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 uh, no, you don't, <laughs> if you, if you cannot tolerate jump scares, if you cannot tolerate scenes of graphical violence, if you cannot tolerate scenes depicting supernatural horror, why are you did you go out and take your hard-earned money and buy dead space to begin with? There is there is no marketing material, there is no user review that I can think of that would make you believe that this game was anything but horror-based. Yeah. And not only that, but jump scare horror-based. Why are you playing this game? Now, the, the only <laughs> the only way that I could the only way I could see that this would come in the come in handy would be okay. I'm working for IGN. Uh, I don't like horror games. Everybody knows I don't like horror games. They give me nightmares. Yada yada yada. Hey, editor says you know uh, Tommy Scary Fingers is the one that usually does this. He's not available to do this review. You got to do this review. Bop, here it is. Get it done. This is your job. All right, I got to take one for the team. I can see how something like this would come in handy for a situation like that. Other than that, I don't see th- this is this is this is is wasted wasted time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is wasted time. Uh I mean, I don't like horror games, so I'm not going to be playing it, obviously. Uh, but even I'm kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know what the game is about. And I'm all about, you know, inclusivity and trying to let people. But for me, I don't know how 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 y'all's, you know, fear, op- fear operates. But if you blur out the scene, yet you can still hear <laughs> the stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but my imagination is way worse than just the visual. So mm. I'm thinking much worse things than i'm seeing so i don't i don't i don't get it but hey you know if 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 you're a person that's going to use it and you're like thank thank the lord they did this more power to you but i i i can't understand why you would subject yourself to that like that's just oh i just I, I i can't like i i i'm i'm not that guy you know i'm not i'm not that guy um mm-hmm. I would not be. Th- 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 I'm not going to buy this game. I'm not going to play this game because because of the horror aspect of it. That's just me. So I don't know how uh, other people. Who is be this able- for? Yeah, who is like, this for? Yeah, I don't know. Is, is, is it for kids? Why are you letting kids play this? You know, is it for <laughs> you know, is it for someone who doesn't like the games? Why are you playing this game? This game is like like going to be super super scary. Plus, they added a whole bunch of shit to make it even scarier. So I don't yes. understand. Like I don't understand. I understand but whatever you know you are you are your own people you can do your own stuff but you know at least think about it like really like is this, this is, something you want to subject yourself to like i don't this I, is like this is like someone you know going out and oh i bought snow white and the seven dongs and i'm expecting you know a fairy tale and they're surprised it's a porno yeah exactly it, like, it, it's 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 like I don't know. What are you doing? I mean, again, if you're trying to, you know, be like, okay, we're trying to be more, you know, accepting or uh, making it more accessible, fine. But it just, like, 
I don't I don't know if this is the best place to put your money. <laughs> you know? It's just I don't know, it just just seems like a no brainer that people just wouldn't buy it. Like this I wouldn't is buy when, it. This is when access this is accessibly going accessibly wrong. Yeah. It, it it literally makes no sense. You're not helping anybody with a a disability disadvantage uh being who would otherwise want to enjoy the game enjoy the game you're trying to get somebody who has who has no otherwise would have no interest in this game and hey we have the stuff that makes dead space dead space we're going to filter that out for you mm. and it's like okay but at the end of the day you're still suit shooting space zombies in the arms and legs and stomping the crap out of them in, yeah. in bloody gory style so what does all that look like when you have the all the stuff that makes this game so great as a horror title behind a, a smudge filter and a a, a, a sensor bar i, I it's like it's it. honestly it's honestly like taking the 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 coasters out of a roller coaster. It's like it it makes no sense to me yeah. why anyone would want to do that. Like the, the excitement is to some to some extent the horror. And when you take that away, like what's left, you know? I don't know. It just it it's, it doesn't like and, and and again, I'm not a horror fan, you know, and I'm not going to play it because I know my lane, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I kudos for doing it but i don't know you know and, and i think that really kind of like you know speaks to like you know kevin's comment like it's a waste of time you know <laughs> like a waste of resources to put something in mm-hmm. that is obviously not really needed in my opinion like you know yay you get a you get a you get a treat you get a kudos for for, for being accessible quote unquote but i, I don't know anyone who's actually going to like use that feature you know i I honestly don't and if you do bully for you but it seems weird to me you know Uh, if you go look at the article uh in the outline if you look at the screenshot it does say uh an upper left hand corner right hand corner says content warning the upcoming section contains depictions of self-inflicted death And, I mean, um, like, I guess, if, I guess if, it could be for trigger warnings for people like that. I guess I could yeah. see that, you know, for trigger warnings. But, but the even designer still. had a quotation on here, and this is his quote uh, here: uh, "We're mostly focusing on scenes involving intense violence against humans, strong psychological okay. so, or self harm, and of course, yeah. there's a lot of subjectivity that comes into play when trying to evaluate what's disturbing." Yeah, so this is like so. these are trigger warnings for like for people who possibly have histories of like hurting themselves or or stuff like that. So yeah, so so for that I'm like okay, I get I get why you're doing it, but at the same time it's just like damn, you know I don't yeah, I'm they, not they gonna the, watch. You know, still makes no sense. Why the hell are you playing Dead Space <laughs> if you know that that's your that's that's your trigger set? Yeah, I can understand that if you're playing you know the campaign in Call of Duty and you're. You know, you've you've been to war, been to war before, uh, several deployments, and you're you're dealing with PTSD. And I can understand something like that being applied at a game like that. Then, but if if you know what your trigger set is, and Dead Space is not like this is a brand new IP, brand new game. Dead Space been out for a minute. Mm-hmm. 
a hot minute. And you don't have to do you don't have to do any, uh, you know, deep dive research to figure out what kind of content is in this game. Any review is going to tell you this game is going to scare the crap out of you. This game has has is has graphic depictions of violence to people. All this stuff is listed in this game. Every marketing piece piece of marketing material I have seen for this game says, "Yeah, you're going to get shit scared out of you." If that yeah. is not enough to deter you from buying this game knowing your triggers and there's something wrong with you and you need to self-evaluate. <laughs> Oh, maybe if if you're in a family situation and you want bought the game, but you know your brother from another mother maybe has some issues. Maybe he shouldn't even be playing at the beginning. Yeah, but. he shouldn't be in the room. I mean, why is he in the room? Why is I mean, why are, is twelve yeah. year old in the room? Yeah, there are like age restrictions and limits for this stuff too. Like they are they are yeah. clear they are clear on the game. You know, we have. What the SR ESRB or whatever we have yeah. that for for a reason, you know, and it's and it's and it's to you know stop kids from looking at stuff like this. So yeah. I would put this as I would put that in that camp. Yeah, but I'm gonna be I even mean, more disrespectful. This is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard came from the gaming industry. <laughs> so I'm I'm doubling down. This is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Okay. Period. I, I I love in the article they said that the uh, filter will not. Uh, include a filter with violence done to necromorphs. So basically, <laughs> if you're if you're an alien, guess what? That triggers you. If you're you're gonna kill an alien and, and de- like you know decapitate an alien, guess what? I guess it's all open season on that. So Damn. No, no, no love no, for the uh, necromorphs. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the disturbing scenes, all you want. You know, we're not gonna filter that out for nothing. You know? Because Damn, that's no not love. gonna trigger you, of course. That's no not love for the necromorphs. You. That's messed up. Good. Like seriously, mm-hmm. where's where's yeah. where's the love for so, the necromorphs? That, that, yeah, that's all. It's all open season. No, no filter. No. You know, no no uh, content I'm warning. St- I'm starting to like, Lives matter. Uh, yeah, necromorphs matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me, right? It's just it's just, it's just a weird. This situation. is dumb shit. I'm just, this is this is exactly what this this is dumb shit. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm not gonna play well. Maybe they no. This is just straight up dumb shit. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna add anything because I would not use this. This is dumb. <laughs> That's it. So. I don't know. I mean, again, if you and if you're a person that's going to use it, you know, I'm glad it's here for you, but it doesn't seem like you're going to be playing this game anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they should sell like semi-dead space and dead space. and just, like, <laughs> Semi-dead space? Is that what we're calling uh, uh, it? Lukewarm luke space. space, yes. I like No, I like the semi-dead space. Just because like, you know, because death is, death is triggering. So and, don't, don't, uh, you, you know what they should have done? You got semi-dead space, right? And as they're getting ready to board the Nakamura, they have Isaac go and fix the communications, find the comms. Everybody's just kind of locked in their rooms because something just weird happened. And everybody's fine. Everybody's happy. You know, Isaac can go into the break room, have a cup of coffee, get a Danish, have a chat with his girl, <laughs> solve their their relationship situations. He gets right back on that shuttle and he goes off and takes off and he reunites and marries his girlfriend and they live happily ever after. That's semi-dead space. They could have two versions on the same disc. 
So <laughs> what if you're if you're not triggered and you just want happy happy rainbows and everything's fine, you get that scenario. If you want the real game, then you play the dark scenario. There and, you go. And just and and that would make more sense than this. <laughs> wow. Well, again, like always, if you have any comments and you want to add to this discussion, please come to our Discord. At the end of the show, Kevin, you know, we'll let you know how to do that. But, yeah, not sure I'm going to use this. Um, and I know that we can have a much larger conversation about about this when it comes to uh, the gaming industry as a whole, you know, and the type of precedence this sets. But I think that that could be a whole nother uh topic for conversation so so if you want to go there please you know come and join us and we'll definitely if this sparks a lot of debate and a lot of conversation we'll definitely we'll we'll return and revisit uh this con this question in this conversation but thank you so much to everyone uh who joined uh, who, who was a part of this thank you specific specifically to will d for really kind of coming in and and asking a really good question and we encourage any of our listeners to come into our discord or to twitter and ask us a question and let us know uh your thoughts and we can definitely answer it or, or, or entertain it on our show uh so the main event question for our next episode remember every other episode is the main event uh, we asked a question, and this is for episode 197. With Marvel's Avengers live service being shut down, do you think the age of live service games are coming to an end? Also, do you prefer live service games that offer an ongoing experience, or would you rather have a game with a beginning, a middle, and a, def a, 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 defi a definite ending? Uh, let us know your thoughts, and we will discuss them on our next episode. Um, but, uh oh, you hear that? What happens after? After the main event or the vessel line, it's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right. Thank you, Desmond. Okay. So we're going to kick things off here on this episode. There was a Xbox developer direct that dropped uh, this past week. And basically it was focusing on four separate games on here actually five altogether so there was a shadow drop involved so uh the developer direct led off with uh, minecraft legends on here and if you don't know what minecraft legends is it is a rts game with minecraft and um, needless to say i watched maybe a couple of minutes of this and i fast forwarded so you know <laughs> hate to say it, but rts is not in my wheelhouse and so uh, it no, looks not. it looks fine to me i don't know about you des but you know i will not be playing it no i don't i'm not a i i i i, I like some of them but i i think for me at least like the Minecraft dungeons was at least in my wheelhouse. And I was like, okay, I can get with this. And, and I, uh, kudos for them for, for making more, you know, IPs. I mean, shit, they, they, I don't know how much they spent for Minecraft, but this is, I mean, they, they're going to make all different types of Minecraft games. So, so get ready folks. Um, so, but I think I'm going to have to miss this one. Yeah, me too. I mean, unfortunately, it's just the point that uh, uh, 
as soon as you said RTS, it's like not my favorite type of genre. You know, who knows? Maybe if it's like on a weekend, like free play or something, is that something you might try if need be? Oh, I'll I will try most most any games. You know, I I, I am that masochistic. It's just um, I, I just don't know if this is the game that I want to want to try it on. I mean, but again, it would have to be free, or you would have to get it, and I'd have to go to your house. Uh, or yeah, I could, I, you know, it's on Games much. Pass too, so you know. Well, I, you are just a horrible person. <laughs> it's on Games Pass. We don't have anymore. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I, I guess what you got, you got, you got, you got a wallet. Yeah, but <laughs> your money spends better than mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just feels better. <laughs> yeah, the the game is coming out for everything. Though it's on PS, um, PlayStation Four, Five, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and coming via Games Pass. As I mentioned, it's coming out on April 18th. So if you do like RTS games, uh, definitely give it a gander. On their next game that they showed in the developer direct is Turn Ten's Forza Motorsport. So. Um, obviously this is not in my wheelhouse either. It's a sim racer on there. I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse either, Kev. No, just like GT seven was not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So as soon as I saw this, it's like, oh, yeah, it looks cool. I'm glad they're working on it. You know, one thing about this developer direct, you know, even though it says direct, I was expecting maybe something shorter, like a Nintendo direct, but there's a lot of talking and exposition in this um, little showcase. So it's a little bit different than the usual, uh, you know, where they have a PlayStation direct or, you know, um, state of play on there or a Nintendo direct, usually a Nintendo direct or state of play. It's like a good snappy 30 20 30 minutes you don't get get to see the developers of said game you know talk in front of a blue screen and read a script <laughs> so about how the game is like you know the greatest thing and like we work so hard and this is the efforts we made and blah 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 so you know i, I would wish yeah i like i like the way nintendo and playstation do it because the games speak for themselves yeah i don't need the developer telling me how great it is I should be able to see it by letting the game gameplay. Yeah, show me. Play because Forza, I didn't see gameplay in Forza. I didn't. I maybe saw the introduction of some gameplay, but I saw a whole lot of replay races. Yeah, you guys um, got to see a lot of developers in in a office space playing around with the screen, basically. So. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't see any gameplay. And then they're coming back and they're saying that what they did show was running on PC and not on series consoles. That's another letdown. Again, mm. it, it, a letdown. I don't mean letdown for me personally, because again, I don't care about sim racers. But I think a letdown as far as a presentation, because I think everybody knows that in all all things being equal, if you got a a, a brutal gaming rig, it's going to look great. What we want, what you should be selling is the base element, that being your console. Why is this not running on a Series S and X? Yeah. One thing that was added afterwards in discussion is that there is no Xbox One version of this game. So at least that's a good uh, you know, pr progress in that Um arena because the fact we talked about before where you know i don't want to see a ps4 version of a game nowadays i don't want to see an xbox one version of a game and so yeah it's yeah kinda, it, 
kind of done on yeah, here. So. Get it. Let's get it over, folks. Yep. So, but, uh, you know, look good for what it was. I did fast forward that um, as well on there. I mean, if any of you listeners out there like Sim Racers, I don't know why you'd be listening to our show, but I'm glad if you are on there, but let us know what you thought of it. I mean, to me, it looked competent, you know, I know if, even if I had a Game Pass subscription, I wouldn't check it out. So you know, I just know it's not in my wheelhouse. So, all right, next game they showed. This was kind of uh, some kind of the buzz talked about. A leak. It was leaked a little bit ahead of the show. I wasn't aware because hey, I was working and not looking at my phone or looking at Twitter. So, but Tango GameWorks announced a, a new title called Hi-Fi Rush. On here it is a rhythm action game. It's got some inspiration. It looks like a definitely like a, a Devil May Cry ish type of game. What maybe with some like you know future anime graphics. Kind of looks a little bit like Jet Set Radio, a little bit like Sunset Overdrive. You really have to watch the trailer to get an idea on it. Uh, the gameplay itself has a rhythm involved. So you know if you don't have a good sense of rhythm, you're still able to play it, but um, if you get a better sense of rhythm, it would help with your combo string, strings and whatnot on there. And uh, this game kind of pops. It's pr- pretty cool. Uh, they did shadow drop it the d- date of the um, conference of the um, developer direct. And so it did release day and date on uh, both Xbox series consoles on Steam, on PC, and also on Games Pass on there. And uh kind of watched the uh, whole thing about this game. I kind of like the looks of it. I don't know what, what you guys feel about it. You know, I was commenting at least in the Discord that I kind of felt like this is a uh, purchase worthy of a purchase if, if I was able to uh, pick up a physical version. There is no physical version, so it might be something I pick up on Steam at some point on there. Um, there was some comments too in the Discord by that because um, I know Kev reached out and see if saw if anyone in the community kind of care for the developer direct on here and uh, will D comment and nothing really hit the spot. I really like Forza Motorsport in the past, but it isn't avail- if it's not available in VR, I'm not interested on here. Um, as maybe at some point he should try uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which we'll talk about in a sec. And he also commented about Hi-Fi Rush and, this, and Will D commented, I have to see more of uh, Hi-Fi Rush to see if it hit the spot for me, but it it is their game and maybe it will surprise me. Uh, did you get any Sunset Overdrive vibes from it? So and I definitely did. You know, I think it's in that wheelhouse. So Kev, what's your comment about Hi-Fi Rush? Um, it looks, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, I, the only thing is that I'm a little bit concerned about beat em ups done to a rhythm done to a beat. Yeah. Uh, you have to present those enemies have to come out and in a way that is going to be conducive because you can't play the beat em up and watch the timing of your button presses at the bottom of the screen at the same, t- at least I can't, maybe it's because I got old man eyeballs, but I'm not that I'm not that you can't if you're going if you're going to give me a sequence where it's timing of my button presses to a beat and you're giving me a visual cue at the bottom of the screen, which I saw a lot of that being done in the midst of dealing with enemies or a big boss. That's a lot to take in, you know, 
that's a lot to, to be concerned about. So I know they have that that robot cat that pulses to the beat. That's still not really helping me because if I have to hit a particular button that's showing up at the bottom of the screen at the same time I'm dodging or parrying and, and, and doing counterattacks at the same time, I don't know how all that comes together so that I can get the most out of the mechanics of this combat system. I, I, I really don't see how all that can come together in that space. But um, and another thing is like and of course you can't you can't this is why we can't have nice things, folks. You know, my Twitter feed was just filled with oh this, this game make makes Forspoken look like trash and uh, oh no. look at the look at the garbage <laughs> that the, the look at look at look at how oh this game is scoring so much better than a greater user score than Forspoken. I'm like y'all get out of here. Y'all have gone a year plus without game one on your console. Okay, you got really and what's surprising is that this game is getting all of the applause while your big baller shot callers like like red like uh uh forza and uh what's that other one red redville or you know that vampire we'll talk about, redfall we'll talk about in a minute. is is it has overshadowed that and this game is what four hours long five hours long something like that don't even try and compare this to Forspoken. It's two different types of games. The console warring, the, the idiocy that goes on, is just like it, it's funny, but it's like I'm I'm just like y'all need to y'all need to be back in school. <laughs> That's some funny, not funny, ha ha stuff right there. Like you're obviously just angry or <laughs> you're or, star it's you're star starving you're starving it's like something. eddie murphy stand-up he's like you can give a man a saltine crack and he'll think it's it's, it's the greatest meal he's ever had yeah he's starving it's, and i'm and that that is no shade on 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 this game whatsoever but the fan base has been starving for a while and they got something intriguing. They got something good. I'm not taking anything away from Hi-Fi Rush. I will be checking it out in some way, shape, or form, uh, be it through Game Pass if something else comes out by the time I'm ready to resubscribe or picking the game up uh, digitally on, on, on the, uh, the Xbox marketplace. But let's be reasonable about all this, you know? Yeah. There's an IGN article that talked about that this delivered the optimism Xbox fans have waited for. And in a way, it's kind of right yeah. because it's been so pessimistic as of late as far as in kind of dry, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, for first party Xbox offerings. And, you know, for them to shadow drop this, I think it's a good way to kick off the year for that uh, particular fan base yeah. on there, you know, so... And I'm interested in it too. I think all of us, in one way or another, I don't know about you, Des, at all. If you took a look at the game at all. Oh, I did. So. Yeah, I watched. Um, I watched uh, some gameplay of it, and I can definitely understand what you're talking about, Kevin. That kind of pulsating, and I think that this is one of those. This is another one of the rhythm game genre, and they're trying to see what 
what what they could do with with rhythm games and i think this was one of the ones that they i think it's just one of the ones that they were like hey we have this idea it probably didn't cost that much to make and they threw it on game game pass and they're like hey let's see how well this does um and then if it does well then we might see more in that fashion but i for one um agree with kevin in the fact that i'm not used to games like that i still haven't i i downloaded that one top down uh the one the one top down uh game that was did the, the indie game that was on um that was on uh psn that they did um a while ago i think it was called uh sound something another um and it's like that too uh where you where you kind of have to run around and you and and you fire the weapon to the beat and um who knows uh it's called soundfall sorry and and i think people and developers want to try to see what they can do and and how far they can you know push gaming and this is one of them i'm not sure if this is the right way but i might have to you know take a look at it like you said and um and then go from there because uh, at this point i really do not know what to expect <laughs> Wasn't there one with like like rhythm of Hyrule? I know it came out for the Switch. Oh, those are those are the the rhythm. Uh, the, uh yeah, the crypt of the, the necro dancer. Crypt of yeah. okay, yeah. So those are ones where you hop around on the beat and you do stuff and you and you. Uh, but it's a it's a uh, top down, isn't it? Yeah, top down roguelite. So that's okay. how that is. So, but yeah, that that was the one of the 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 first types of genre to get. Uh, music or rhythm based or the um or the roguelites and now they're trying to see what other genres they can you know milk i mean do that with so let's see uh what's gonna happen so um who knows so yeah i'm kind of yeah, i'm i hope they bring a physical out because i would buy a physical for xbox if they offer one but you know we'll see uh, as it goes along it is steam deck compatible too so for those out there that have a steam deck might be the way to go with that as well it doesn't look like it's pushing uh too much um graphical fidelity where it couldn't play on a, a decent yeah. uh pc mm. on there it so. looks pretty good actually to be to be completely you know honest it looks pretty good like i was like okay this is not a bad looking game um but yeah um him with the guitar and everything and the girl with the with the two guns who hop around and the and the movement it's very frantic um so but yeah i mean it could be good and then uh, what they showed after that was uh, Elder Scrolls Online and their next expansion, Necrom, on here. It has a new playable uh, class called the Arcanist on here. It is coming out on June 20th, 2023 for consoles on there. This is actually coming out for all supported platforms for ESO Online, uh, including the PlayStation console, Xbox, you know, both the One and Series and PC on there. I, I watched the whole thing, even though, I, you know, to me, this is... You know, I haven't really messed with ESO online in a while since uh, dealing with craft, crafty Larissa <laughs> a while mm. ago on there. It just seems You're like silly. there's a lot of game there, a lot, ton of game there if I want it. It's just uh, hasn't really kind of got my eye. I know we dabbled with it a couple times, right, Des? You know I, mean? yeah, I still play it every now and again, but for the most part, nah. <clears throat> it's just one of those things where I'm just kind of like, it's not a bad game. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, what am I going to, like, what am I going to spend my time on? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the, 
that's the that's the the main thing it's like like what am i going to spend my time on and i can't for me i can't justify doing that yeah i mean i bet for those out there that are in the mmos and you're going to pick a lane and you're going to stay in that lane and whoever decided to stay in the lane it's profitable enough for bethesda uh for them to continue to support new expansions for this particular game and uh, obviously it's got enough of an audience it's continuing on uh, from when it started so you know if you want yeah. more uh skyrim and guess what you can go play some eso you know so mm-hmm. and then last but not least uh, they ended the show with about a 10 minute deep dive into redfall this is from arcane austin on there um and they kind of showed a little bit more of the game itself and kind of how it plays and after kind of reading what their intention is with this game and as far as how it's designed it seems less gimmicky like left for dead ish like squad based four player uh you know zombie shooter and more of an open world title akin to i got got some far cry vibes out of it a little bit with you know vampires and and zombies or you know vampires in this instance and i also got some uh division uh kind of vibes from it as well because you you basically you have this whole open city and you're breaking it down by section and section and taking over and uh, basically reclaiming the city from the uh, vampires basically so so yeah, I don't know if either of you two watched this uh, gameplay at all. I skipped it because I just was not interested at all in Redfall. Sorry, you know, just it's just nothing that really, you know, makes my feet tingle. So got it. I watched about, it. I did watch of? it, and it this game did nothing to make me any more interested. It it still. They were trying, and this is this is why this is why I don't like when for things like this for showcase. Well, this really isn't a showcase. This is a direct. For a direct, shut up and let me focus on the gameplay. I don't mm. need you talking. The way that they were trying to sell this game was like they were trying to sell this scary thematic open world co-op multiplayer experience you know kind of like um the words that they were using or something like i would expect somebody selling uh uh aliens fire team elite okay Mm -hmm. there is nothing scary about those graphics there is nothing thematic about those vampires there is nothing they look like you could put them in Fortnite, and nobody would be the wiser very cartoony very very uh you know just not it wasn't scary and the 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 ai was questionable you know, you open the door, and of course, the va- the vampire is standing with its back to the door, staring at a wall for no reason. And it turns around, and the dude go cl- cloaks, and oh, I just sneak. I see how I snuck by the. It's, it's like I don't need you to talk about that. I need you to hud- hush up, and let me see what this gameplay is about. And I think they were trying to sell this game as a serious thematic type game. 
and I'm just not seeing it. Um, it, it, it looked a little rough, which, okay, fine. It's got a, what, another year to go. I, but I, while I was completely turned off for the potential of Left for Dead with cartoon vampires, I wasn't going to play that, that game anyway. I'm not going to play this game either because there's nothing even remotely appealing to me about it because, it still got that 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 Fortnite layer of presentation of goofiness, you know. Oh, I have a magic I have a magic ability that I can make a, a springboard and leap my my cohorts into the air. To do what? You're just jumping really high. What 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 is that going to do for you when you're fighting a whole bunch of vampires in an open space with no buildings or anything that you can jump on top of and get and get higher ground. What is the purpose of that? You know, and it's just. I would be happier if they played it off, if they're going to speak about this game, speak about it in 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 the abstract goofiness way that this game is already presenting itself as. You know, Oh, you know, man, man, it's a bad day in in Vampire Town, whatever the name of that city is, uh, in Redfall, uh, the vamps, the bloodsuckers took it over, and, and just go with that, go with the goofiness, go with the 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 horror campiness aspect, because that's what I see when I look at this game. I don't see a serious, thematic, scary horror, maybe horror esque game but it's not scary i never got any kind of horror from it at all no no is it, is it supposed to be that because i did not get that at all that's how they were trying to sell it when mm-hmm. you listen to the developers talk oh and look i'm i'm and he sneaks past this oh and the vampire gods and they're gonna summon the rook and the rook <laughs> is going to take revenge and it's like all of yeah. this stuff looks like it could be in Fortnite. i'm sorry that's not scary the PG thirteen cap kind of scary. So. <laughs> no, it's kind of PG. Don't give it. Don't give it any more than that. That's PG. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. This, I mean, some people are really excited for Redfall, and hey, if, fine, that's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. But let the game speak for itself. And those developers were trying to speak for the game in a way that this game is not presenting itself as. And that's the th- that's where they really messed up. In my opinion. Now, they're the ones that actually talked it up in that Games Radar article like a week ago saying it's likened to Far Cry or Stalker, Stalker uh, that PC oh, game. Oh, hell no. And yeah, a lot of people after seeing this, nah, this is not like Far Cry or Stalker. It's no. not a immersive shooter on there. No. So, no, and see, and that is why we can't take gaming journalism seriously, because there is bias, there is cap, there is there there is all of this rolled up into it. For anybody to even think that you could put Redfall and Stalker in the same sentence, I question your viability as a gamer. I do. Do you even know what the hell you're talking about? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still keeping an open mind about the game. I don't know if I'm going to buy it day one. I'm not paying $70 for it. I can tell you that right now on it. So uh, there is a steel book available, but I'm staying away from that. So. And now if we had a, uh, if we had game pass, we could just, you know, just use that. <laughs> oh, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show when we we're talking about this, yes. Um, you know, uh, game pass might be an option once this game comes out. Uh, to be able to go in and resubscribe to Game Pass. See, that's that's the the, the gloriness of Games Pass. You you be able to subscribe to it when you're ready to play something on the service that you might be interested in. So, so, and I think that lends itself once you know either Redfall or um, Starfield come out. And uh, there's another game I'll be talking about in a minute <laughs> too. That might uh, stir some uh, Game Pass renewal, possibly, uh, on this podcast. So, on it. So, you know, Redfall in itself, I think, you know, I I am not going to follow what the developers are trying to lead me. I'm going to play it for myself and get an idea on it. But it's not screaming out. I I know for both of you, gentlemen, I'm going to speak for you in this instance. I don't think you'd be spending $7, much less $70 to buy this day one. So no, the the best I would do, the best I would do is a, is a month subscription just to, just to check it out for myself. Even then that, that is really the best I could do. It just doesn't say anything to me personally. And definitely let us know out there if you have a different opinion or if you caught some sort of vibe from uh, Redfall because, you know, we would love to hear a differing opinion. Or if, if you have some strong feelings, you know, agreeing with us, not agreeing with us, uh, we definitely want to know on there. Let us know. Join our Discord. You know, mention it. Then let us know what you think about uh, Redfall and the whole Microsoft Developer Showcase, the Developer Direct on here, you know, I just kind of wish, like I mentioned before, make it short and sweet, let the game speak for themselves. I don't need to see, you know, these people in a damn boardroom, you know, sitting there <laughs> going over their damn mm-hmm. um, Microsoft Surface devices, going over their game design. <laughs> Look, we're designing. We're designing. Look at this. We're oh, hard we at work. Monitors. We're hard at work, yes. <laughs> You got to see like, you have to justify to me that you're working. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I mean, technically, I guess I am your boss because I buy your products. But you know, do but, you? No, I don't. I think about it. I don't. Continue. I guess. Indeed, you hit that nail on the head there, Kev. Thank you. He's not wrong. <laughs> he is not wrong. And right after this developer direct hit, of course, IGN had a nice sit down. I watched the entire interview. I took the time to actually listen. Cat uh, Bailey interviewed Phil. Phil Spencer came on to do like about a 15 minute interview on there, just talking about topics and whatnot. And um, one thing he acknowledges, and I think if you listen to this podcast long, he said that Xbox didn't release enough games last year. There has to be. What? Yeah, Yeah, he said the commitment we had to continue to deliver great games is something I take seriously. Of course, so don't you don't go a year without releasing a new game if you take that no. So he did say that uh, acknowledged uh, that Microsoft did have a disappointing 2022, and they even mentioned because the IGN interviewer was mentioning the fact that they had. 
Uh, less subscriptions for quarter four of this year versus the year previous with, you know, of course, Halo Infinite and all sorts of games dropping last Say year. Say it isn't so, Phil. Say it isn't so. On here, um, you know, they did talk about, of course, Pentiment dropping uh, first fourth quarter of last year as, as a good wherewithal, but they felt that they uh, could have brought more to the table, especially towards the latter part of 2022 on there uh but they feel good about the 12 months ahead which should see significant exclusives release for xbox game pass on consoles and pc on here so and our commitment to our fans is that we need to have a steady release of great games that people can play on our platform and we didn't do enough of that in 2022 that's fundamentally on me i'm the head of the business i'm the head of the class The he added that the, uh, the commitment we have to our customers to continue to deliver great games was something I take seriously. So, and that uh, 2022 was too light in games. So, no, it was it was it wasn't too light. It they were non-existent, Phil. They were non-existent. Yeah, let's be honest. Except for pe- uh, uh, pessimistic or pentiment at the end of the year. No, no, we got we got um. Uh, Grounded finally released. That counts. <laughs> and I'm I'm not trying to be mean either. Like Grounded, that counts. It I mean it counts no, for a lot. That game has been in in in, in what do they what do they call it early access Barely, for yeah. I don't know how for a long. long time. Yeah, for a very long time. No, 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 no. I I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm not giving this 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 ain't this ain't chuck's software hardware you know working out of his garage trying to make something of himself this is this is xbox this is microsoft billion dollar market cap company no 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 sir <clears throat> he went on to comment too uh they talked about the good buzz they got from hi-fi rush he of course you know name dropped again um dungeon um explorers what's, what's the name of the game i forgot the top, top of my head Mud game? Uh, that game that everyone loves, the um, um, Bullet Five Heaven Red. game. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, it's Vampire Savers? Vampire Savers. I said Dungeons. Oh. <laughs> what the hell am I yeah. thinking? Vampire Savers, yeah. They they name drops Vampire Survivors. Survivors, yeah. Survivors. Yeah. Right. Survivors, and the number of times in an interview. It's like, it's the great uh, Game Pass hit of the 2020 <laughs> Uh Okay. Yeah, but uh, they did talk about Hi-Fi Rush um, getting some good buzz. Uh, and they talked about, you know, they were happy with the um, reaction for the release date for Minecraft Legends and Redfall on here and talked about ESO, of course. And then they asked him about 343. And, of course, you know, he said that, you know, that 343 is, quote, unquote, critically important to the success of Halo, you know, despite the recent wave of job cuts on there. So... So, oh, of course, Phil. Phil came on and said that, you know, Halo is still important. It's the tentpole franchise for Xbox and, you know, so on and so forth. Why are you so, lying, Phil? Why are you lying? They come in because uh, 343 recently had to go on Twitter and comment that Halo and Master Chief are here to stay, that 343 will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories multiplayer and more of what makes halo great of course you mm-hmm. know we talked about last show that you know they did pull a few
future story expansions for Halo Infinite off the table. They are uh, doing multiplayer only expansions at the moment and are moving forward even with the gigantic amount, significant layoffs that they did have at 343 on there. So we'll have to see what actually comes about. But Phil had to kind of reiterate what he uh, communicated internally to his employees. Um, and, you know, he says that every everyone that we lost, every loss hurts, but it's good for the foundation of what Xbox is going to be moving forward. So mm-hmm. on that. So, you know, obviously I spared you guys the, the uh, time to have to watch this interview with all the uh, usual <laughs> corporate speak, unfortunately. So there wasn't a lot of meat on there uh give it a take but you know we'll see what xbox does moving forward and see how they're 2022 and when we're gonna dive back in uh to our series consoles on that i know kev without sonic frontiers you probably would like not even fire it up right no no i wouldn't i wouldn't did i wouldn't there's, there's nothing. There's really nothing there on me, on on there for me outside of. Uh, now I'm not saying I wouldn't have the console, um, because if I wanted to get rid of this thing, I could have done so a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Master Chief Collection is again. I want to play through all the Halo games at some point. Uh, I would like. I would prefer to have a physical because that way I don't have to have Game Pass. Uh, but I'm not paying the price that they want from master chief collection i'm I'm just not um and um i think the gears games are fun are fun um stories i don't care for the multiplayer so i think those those three games and it is the original home of the ninja gaiden series which is one of my favorite action games it's probably my favorite overall action game period uh, Ninja Gaiden Black is is that's where I cut my teeth on the action third person action genre. Uh, so, well, that and Devil May Cry, but so that right there in my mind, that legacy alone makes the console worth having, particularly since I it didn't cost me anything out of pocket. But yeah, it it it's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah, with my lack of Game Pass, I went and bought. Uh, did pick up a uh, used copy of uh, both Ori games, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the World of the Wisp. Uh, something I think I should have in my catalog either way mm-hmm. on there. And um, I picked up Sunset Overdrive too. Uh, Great game. Figure it's worth five bucks. So definitely is. Yeah, and I'm going to pick and choose, you know, what games to play on Xbox. Um, I did previously, uh, I bought the season pass for Fallout 4 at some point for Xbox, and so I picked up a cheap copy of Fallout 4 for 5 bucks as well. So, you know, I'm going to look at value of propositions and to be able to take a look out there and see what's available, uh, both in the marketplace, you know. And then there's some games on Xbox One and series consoles. I just, you know, I want to see more. And then the game we talked about before on this show last year and something we were definitely going to play day one is Warhammer 40K 
Dark Tide on here. And of course, the Fat Shark brought the game out just for PC at the uh, end of December, at, right before Christmas. But uh, they just recently announced that they have delayed Warhammer 40k Dark Tide uh, for Xbox Series X and S, saying that it made the de- decision to spend the next few months solely addressing fan feedback after the game fell short of expectations. So when the game launched for PC, you know, uh, they basically had enough complaints that there was a lot of negative reviews on Steam from about 8,500 players. Yeesh. Yeah, and they have moved on to acknowledge that the community mounting frustration in a statement shared on Twitter and they commented on Twitter, we take enormous pride in our ability at Fat Shark to deliver a game that millions can enjoy. Uh, this is what we set out to do with Warhammer 40k Darktide, to create an engaging, stable game with the level of depth that keeps you playing for weeks, not hours. We fell short of meeting those expectations. So what they're doing now is over the next few months, they are going to be using the feedback that they're getting from gamers and um basically working and reiterating on the game sounds like to me that this game came out too hot to handle unfortunately mm-hmm. and i don't know if maybe uh, because of it being on games pass and whatnot uh, releasing on games pass for pc in december that they were forced by microsoft to do so no, i wouldn't dare say that <laughs> in that instance but it, it kind of makes some sense maybe because of the fact of microsoft's first party uh lack of traction that they had to deliver a game for uh, games pass possibly on there but they have delayed the xbox series x and s release and they are working to kind of work on the game a little bit more so you know once the game has quote unquote turned the corner you know it might be something where me and you des might be interested in dropping back on the games pass and on our consoles to play this game so What's your overall thoughts, Des? Um, I want to try it. Um, I, <clears throat> I just think honestly, when they when they released it with the cash app already installed and ready to go, yet they didn't have like crafting or anything else specifically in the game, you knew where it was headed. You know, I mean, you, I mean, we can play devil's advocate all we want but you knew what was what was up so um and i do believe that this was pushed by microsoft uh in order to get some some uh funding in and and try to you know soften it up the game was definitely uh had bugs and, and issues and again this is another like really crappy thing you know for for it and um for an an xbox fan you know because this is the second time they done put a game that's half baked you know on their on their service and everything and it's just it's just not a good this is not a good time you know because i know when this finally gets a port over to to playstation 5 it's going to be like the the definitive version and it's going to be great so i have other games that i can play um and wait for that way i don't need to have to you know rely on this game um for 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 me to feel fulfilled or anything like that and i just feel really bad for you know all the other people who are who are really trying you know hard to to support and justify uh 
Game Pass because it's just I'm sorry for Microsoft because this is just some this is not good. This is just not good. Um, and I I just want best for 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 one of one of you know one of the uh, I'm trying not to be like schlocky or anything, but but yeah. for 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 Microsoft, like I I just want better for I just want better from them. You know, and it's uh, obvious uh, I'm probably not gonna get it. So, got got more time. Maybe we'll go back and play some Vermintide too if we have some room. You know, yeah, Vermintide game to drop. So, yeah, Vermintide two is a fantastic game. You know, but but um, like I was hoping that this would would be a, a fantastic game too. And the sad thing about it is, it's 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 bones are there. Like its bones are there, but right now it is just not. It's just not good. This is not a good space, so we'll see what happens. But no, all we can do is all we can do is just take a uh, take a wait and see approach and just hope that it it gets better, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, tidbit. Uh, I, I, this is this new s- segment for this episode's just been crap on Xbox, and I don't mean to keep crapping on Xbox, but. Uh, next thing was mentioned, there was a rumor uh, mentioned on uh, leak, an insider that has leaked a few things for Crystal Dynamics before, but they're commenting on um, the progress of both Tomb Raider and Perfect Dark. Uh, they commented that Tomb Raider right now for Crystal D, with, especially with the cancellation of Marvel's Avengers, is full steam ahead. Perfect dark, dark. I've heard has hit a road bump or two, so you're gonna see Tomb Raider come out before Perfect Dark. I would expect uh, at least a year between them. The next Tomb Raider game is apparently coming along at much faster, despite the engine switch. Uh, Crystal Dynamics did switch that announced that they're switching from their internal engine to Unreal Engine 5 back in April of 2022. And the insider went on to further mention that Tomb Raider has actually been in development for a lot longer than people know. It did restart when they switched from the internal engine to Unreal Engine 5. It's been in the cards for a while now on here. Given that Tomb Raider is not likely to release before 2024, Perfect Dark might not be coming out until 2025 on there, so... Uh, Crystal Dynamics did, you know, are doing some work with the uh, initiative on there. The, uh, you know, the Xbox, uh, you know, quadruple A <laughs> um, developers, you know, working on uh, Perfect Dark. So we'll have to see. It just seems like another game in the long lines of games like, you know, um, like what's the... Um, I'm drawing a scale bound. No, not scale bound. I'm I'm thinking more um, that rare game, that Everwild. Oh, I have no idea we're gonna see that bad boy. Yeah, you know, you know these other games that have been announced and then just dropped off the freaking face of the earth on their Fable. We haven't heard anything about Fable as of late. You know, Avowed. You know, name all these. uh, xbox projects that were announced last year we just don't know what's going on on there um you know there there is that kind of game that they said was supposed to be kind of like uncharted being developed by avalanche the same developers of just cause we haven't heard back about that game 
either. So there's a lot of receipts that have been long since due. And I think Perfect Dark is another one in the whole scheme of things. This is kind of reminding me of like 2006 Sony where we're seeing like Killzone CG, you know, bullshot <laughs> crap mm. up there and then Motor Storm and everything. It's, it's kind of, they're announcing Smoke stuff there. Yeah, we just don't we don't know what's going on. So you know, and I don't have any affinity towards Perfect Dark. You know, and, and you know, I don't really care for N sixty four. So it's like I never bought that game. And by I that time, it. I just I kind of gave up it. on Perfect Dark. Good. So yeah, it's like the pseudo GoldenEye sequel. So it was GoldenEye with a with a with a British spy layer, but it was really good. Um, better aiming. Better, better, better sound effects, graphics, all that. I mean, yeah, in '64, better graphics. You know how <laughs> how high is that bar really? Not very, but it, it was there. Yeah, yeah um, it was there. But yeah, this, uh, it, it it's time to produce. Yeah. yeah. If we are in this same space by the end of 2023, then it's time. The, the the Game Pass stuff, whatever it is you're trying to do with these acquisitions, it, it's time. It's time to stop. And it's time to reevaluate your leadership. And it's time to it's time to change the direction of the ship. It's been time to do that, but change the direction of the ship but if by if we're still talking like this by the end of 2023 no so that'll kind of tell once all this stuff comes to fruition you know when we'll hop back on the game pass train you know i want to see at least a couple games i don't know about you gentlemen but uh, you know i think there's should be an advantageous time to hop back on the train i just want to get the train to get some momentum for what i want so yeah i'd like to hop back on or or, or hop on the train but i want i Ain't want no xbox to. to make good games or fund good games again and what we're what we're asking for is the 360 and OG Xbox days. And I have just come to the conclusion that those days are never coming back because the model has completely changed. Mm -hmm. So the model has to fit the service. The the model is the service. The games must fit the service. Ergo, Halo, Infinite, uh, this, this, you know, Blood, Bloodfall, uh, Redfall. Uh, you could have called it blood fall to be the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, know, seriously. All these Fortnite-ish looking, uh, it, you know, the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Negroes, the, you know, that game. All of these games that have this this kitty look, this this juvenile appearance to them because it goes well with a service. Not a whole lot of money spent. Not a whole lot of it's not resource intensive, can play on a phone, can play on a tablet, can play through the cloud with ease. That's the type of content that we're going to be seeing from Xbox. And we're not going to be seeing the 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 mech warriors, the, you know, 
None of none of none of that stuff. The the Crimson Skies that that Xbox don't no longer exists, and I just I have just had to come to the conclusion that since they no longer exist, this is probably going to be my my last Xbox console if they decide to do another one, because I don't see that I don't see that direction changing anytime soon. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out more what's coming out. You know, you know what happened to that? And there was a rumored Wu Tang game that they're hot to hot to handle. I haven't heard anything about that. So I'm surprised that wasn't Hi Fi Rush. You know, really, <laughs> if you really that would have been that would have been super dope. You know, a beat um, a beat 'em up with the Wu Tang Clan. That that you know the same with rhythm elements to it. That that would have been that would have been pretty hype. That you know I'm not really a rock person, uh, so the soundtrack for Hi-Fi Rush really isn't grabbing me. But um, that if you put if you put that that uh, a Wu Tang layer over Hi-Fi Rush, you you really do. Uh, you you you're you're grabbing my attention even more so outside a lot different i'll tell you that yeah uh, the wu-tang game game is supposed to be uh action rpg so we'll have to see about that business so. but other news uh just a couple more mentioned a couple more stories and we'll wrap it up for this episode uh game that we've talked about playing but haven't done so <laughs> journey to the savage planet is getting an employee of the month edition. So it is getting released for both PlayStation 5 and for Xbox Series consoles on here. Kind of this version of the game kind of got freed from the uh, Stadia dungeon <laughs> on there. So uh, this edition came out. And if you do happen to own the physical or have purchased um, Journey to the Savage Planet, you will be able to get this upgrade to PS5 or Xbox series for free on there and this includes the uh, dlc uh, on there as part of the expansion so if you thought about buying the dlc um definitely it's the uh, hot garbage dlc and i I had it like queued up in my store queue but because of the fact i haven't really played this game since we played me and you played it desmond like when it first came out it's been at least two years i think (laughs) yeah i still have it loaded up I still want to play it. Like it was a lot of fun. I know John BT played it and, and beat it, beat and it. he had nothing but uh, good things. You know, John has us beat <laughs> again. Yeah. Well, that's why he's the winner. Yeah. Of, of rolling credits, he's the rolling credits champ. Got it. Yeah. So we'll have to take a look. You know, once this game is released, it's coming out on Valentine's Day. So you know, you know, I'll have, I'll have to load it up since I I don't have a main squeeze to spend it with. I'll spend some time with Journey to the Savage Planet instead. So you need to spend some, some time re-upping your Game Pass. <laughs> well, um, there is an update to a service that we all have, and that is going to be uh, PlayStation Plus. So PlayStation Plus Essentials rumored games for 2023. This is from Deal Labs user Bill Bill Kun, which basically has always been like laser. He gets the leaks, and they are 100% accurate. So for February, the uh, PlayStation Plus games are, are going to be Ollie Ollie World, Mafia Definitive Edition, 
and then they add some service games on that uh, wonderful Sunday. It's Destiny 2 Beyond Light. And Didn't you just Evil buy that? Dead. I bought that like about, I say, about eight, nine months ago. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. expansion's getting served. I already own it, unfortunately. So, unfortunate. That's great. Then you can. Well, maybe we could play it now. You want to play Beyond Light? Sure. Maybe, maybe not. You want to go back into Destiny 2, Kev? No. I know. I guess, well, hell no. <laughs> that, was, that was the no, most uh, I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, and, and again, I, I love Destiny. Destiny 1, Destiny 2, great games. Bought everything, um, all the DLC for it up until a certain point, but... Uh, I'm ready for them to count to three. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm then not I'll be back. Pick up Lightfall. I'm not picking up. I'm pretty much done with Destiny. I tried. I went back and went for a little bit. I did beat um, uh, Beyond Light. I think Beyond Light's a good time if you just want to fire it up and get back to it. But, you know, there's not, you know, there's too much stuff to go back in. And then you get your vaults all full of crap that you haven't played the game in two years. And it's like, you know, I, they just need to start over. I, I'm, I'm admitting it now. I think I was a fool like nine months ago. I was like, oh, I'm going to get back into Destiny. Look at me. But I enjoyed my time when can't I was dabbling with it. But can't yeah. go back. Can't go back. Once I broke up, it's done. And just like this news episode, it's done. So, you know, just like our Game Pass subscription, it's done. No! <laughs> Say it is so. Oh, no. That's it for news this week. All righty, folks. Game night takes place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So what you want to do is you want to hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Go to our Twitter page, hit the link for our Discord server, join the Discord server, and you will be able to get put your input into our game, our Thursday night game nights. Put a game up that you want to play with us. If we don't have it, we'll get it. Uh, we proved that a couple times uh, all, already. To play with the community people that rock out with us Thursday is the night we do this. So make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Click that link and join our server. Speaking of our server, it's a great place to just talk about games. Talk about the game industry. Talk about what you're doing personally within the hobby of gaming. What you're playing. What you're digging. What you're feeling right now. What you're not feeling right now. Uh, the you, the neat thing that I like about the community that we're that we're trying to build is that we have varying uh, differences of opinion, uh, varying thoughts, but everything is expressed with respect and with cordiality. Because at the end of the day, this is this is not this is just video games. They're supposed to be fun, uh, and without the the uh, disrespectful nonsense that takes place on places like Twitter and Facebook, much larger social media platforms out there. So if you're tired of the nonsense, but you still want to talk about games, please join our Discord server. And you find that at the same link on our Twitter page. Click the link, 
join the server, no waiting period, no no examination of your of your of your tax returns from two years ago. You just click the link. As long as you're a decent person, you're going to have a great time uh, on our in our community. So highly encourage you to do that, particularly if you're digging what you're hearing here. Uh, as always, special shout out to those who participated uh, in our vessel line this week. Uh, big thanks to um, John BT, Will D. You guys are always uh, you guys are always uh, active in our in either our gaming nights and as well as our community. So we really appreciate you guys uh, for taking part. And of course, anybody who's a member of our Discord server can do the same thing that they do. So that said. That's going to bring episode 196 Gaming Vessel Podcast to a close for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief, otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar, I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next week. Episode 197 for your ears. Peace. Yo, yo. Purple bling bling, y'all. <laughs>